0: You are locked on cougars. Welcome into a Thursday edition of the podcast. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day. We have a busy show ahead on today's podcast. Two new graduate transfer running backs join the BYU football program as well as six new mid-year enrollees. We'll talk about all of them. We'll also talk BYU basketball as they take on Pacific tonight. What you need to know about the Tigers as they go toe-to-toe with the Cougars in the Marriott Center. And by the way, a lot of other BYU sports starting their winter seasons this evening. Men's volleyball chief among them. We'll talk about all of that ahead on today's show. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Netsuite. Netsuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth. Head to netsuite.com/slash locked for special New Year's financing on the number one financial system for growing businesses. All right, without further ado, though, here on this Thursday, let's get rolling. This is the Locked On Cougars podcast for january 6th 2022 you are locked on cougars your daily podcast on the byu cougars part of
1: the locked on podcast network your team
0: every day What's up, everybody? I'm Jake Hatch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah, as the executive producer of DJ and PK in the morning, also a reporter covering BYU for the radio station. But more importantly, thank you for making us your first listen of the day. Hope you all are doing fantastic out there in Cougar Nation, wherever you might be, whether it's here in Utah, nationwide, or even internationally. Appreciate you guys downloading the show. For those of you who may be checking us out for the first time, as it's a new year, you might have started a new tradition, a new, I guess, habit, so-called, listening to this podcast. The goal here with this uh, podcast is to make you guys the smartest BYU fans out there. Why don't you guys, when you're in any given room with a bunch of BYU fans, you're going to be the smartest Cougar fan in the room, and they're going to be amazed at your knowledge, your little secret, your, your, I guess, what what do you call it, Your your... Ace Up Your Sleeve is this podcast. So thank you for making us a part of your day. And thank you for the overall support of this venture. We are now in our fifth year, technically, of this podcast. Crazy to think about. Coming up on nearly 1,000 episodes crazy. Yesterday was 950 episodes if my math was correct at least according to my podcast provider it said 950 episodes was yesterday but nonetheless, I appreciate your guys' patronage of this show and your guys' support as always. Now let's get into what we actually have to talk about today and let's talk about some great news on the recruiting front BYU has two new additions to their backfield on the BYU football program by way of graduate transfers. Houston Haymuli from Stanford, and then his rival in the big game That would be the transfer from Cal, Christopher Brooks. Now, both of these guys joined the BYU football program after great careers at both institutions out there in the Bay Area. Brooks comes to BYU with 1,743 yards rushing in his uh, Cal career. Really, really impressive numbers, I think, overall. Uh, Yeah, so 1,734 yards, 14 touchdowns, also added 50 receptions for 345 yards and 7 touchdowns as a receiver out of the backfield for the Bears. Previously known as Christopher Brown, he uh, actually changed his name before this past season to honor his mother taking on her maiden name. So previously known as Christopher Brown, now he is known as Christopher Brooks. Really, really impressive numbers. He's led the Bears in rushing two seasons in 2019 when he tallied almost 1,000 yards on the season. This past year had 607 yards. I think this is going to be a great pickup for BYU. He is bigger than Tyler Algier. Listed at six foot one, two hundred and thirty five pounds, a guy who is a highly thought of prospect coming out of Oceanside, California, and El Camino High School. I think this is going to be a great pickup for the Cougars. He obviously will be coming in, figuring that he is going to be QB, uh, not QB one, RB one for BYU, and be the guy to replace Tyler Algier. He'll face some stiff competition though, because there are plenty of running backs on BYU's roster who are chomping at the bit. I'm sure thinking, okay, you're gonna bring this guy in, he's just gonna step in and take over no, over my dead body. I would think guys like Jackson McChesney, Lopini Katoa, Miles Davis, Hinckley Ropati, all of those guys are thinking, give me my shot, coach. Let us show what we can do. But as I said previously, we've been doing these position group debriefings on the podcast. And last week, we talked about the running back position. Every single running back currently on BYU's roster, with the exception of Mason Fakahua, who is very much in a reserve role all of them have had injury concerns or durability concerns during their time as a Cougar, and I don't think you can rely on just saying, okay, Tyler Algier moves on, we expect Lopini Katoa to take over. You you can't expect just people to move up and expect them to hold up against a pretty stout schedule in 2022. So that's why I think the pickup of Christopher Brooks is a fantastic addition. Now, I think that he is going to be a guy who's going to come in here and expect that he is going to be able to kind of pick up right where Tyler Algier left off. Let's also be clear that replacing Tyler Algier and reproducing the season that he had you going to be hard-pressed to expect that. But if a guy like Christopher Brooks comes in and has a 1,000-yard season and he has an impact like a Tyson Williams did before Tyson Williams unfortunately tore his ACL in his lone season as a Cougar, I think that's a fantastic pickup. BYU, I think it's very readily apparent that they are going to be using the transfer portal to great effect, especially when it comes to positions like the running back unit. If you can bring in a grad transfer who's established himself and has been a very good player at the Power 5 level at Cal, why not? take a chance on him. I think it's a fantastic gamble. Now, BYU also announced the addition of Houston he Houston is a native of the state of Utah. Played at Bountiful High School. He's a two-time All-State player. Was rated the number two fullback in the country uh, coming out of high school. Then ended up signing with Stanford. Went on a mission for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Returned home. Had a pretty good career all things considered as a traditional fullback for the Stanford Cardinal. I think this is going to be a guy who's going to be an absolute bruiser for BYU. I am hearing credible reports that he is 270-plus pounds, but can move. That is an absolute mauler at fullback to have a guy who's 270 pounds but also has the ability to catch the ball out of the backfield. That's one thing that I think he's looking to show coming to BYU. What he was asked to do at Stanford was to be the old-school fullback. You go through the hole, you find a linebacker, you hit linebacker, running back gets the glory after he rushes for 8 or 9 yards based on the block you make block you made. That is, I think, what Houston Hay-Muley is trying to show. He's a little more diversified as an athlete. Uh, looking up some statistics on him, I really was impressed. His bla- pass-blocking grade, and these are all courtesy of Pro Football Focus, so uh, PFF, they grade every play for every player in every single game, and there's some very impressive numbers for Houston Hay-Muley. So let's go run down them real quick. He's got great hands. His receiving grade for PFF is 65.8, which is tied for 10th in the nation. Uh, if you Ignore the stamp count minimum because he did not get a lot of action. I'm telling you, he was a fullback in the purest sense of the old school fullback form. That's what David Shaw wanted from him. That's what he did for four years at Stanford. And I think at BYU, you're going to see him get more of an opportunity to show off his hands. He was a very, very capable player with the ball in his hands when he was at Bountiful High School. I think he's going to show that more with the Cougars. Pass blocking grade, 66.5, ranked 13th in the nation, which is actually very, very good, considering he'll probably be asked to be one of those guys who's in there on very clear passing downs as a protector alongside Jaron Hall, and have a guy who's 270 pounds behind an offensive line that could average, what, 6'4", 6'5", 3'10", across the board? That's a lot of beef on the field, and that's going to protect a guy like Jaron Hall and make sure that he stays clean, in theory. Other things from PFF uh, coming on Houston. Hay Muley. Also had a very good offensive grade overall in 2020, 66.5. He is blocked for running backs like Bryce Love, Cameron Scarlett, and Austin Jones, all of which have had 1,000-yard seasons running for Stanford. Y'all know about Bryce Love, the Heisman Trophy candidates. Cameron Scarlett was very good in his own right. Austin Jones is kind of the latest guy who's been the lead back for Stanford, and he is blocked for every single one of them. And then his run block grade, actually very impressive, 50 I know those numbers, if you're going by a traditional grading scale, 60s and 50s are Ds and Fs. I get that. But in the PFF ranking system, those are actually pretty good numbers for a blocking back, a fullback of Houston Haymuley's capability. I would expect, and I don't know this for certain Christopher Brooks is coming in as a graduate transfer. He is going to be on scholarship. I would imagine Houston Haymuley is probably a walk-on. I'm really, I, I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. I think he wants to come home, carry on the family legacy, because some of you probably surmised due to his last name. He is the son of former BYU star Locke Haymuley. One thing I actually had a question about when both of these guys were announced that they were coming to BYU. Well, both of them in college were the number 34. And I'm like, well, who's going to win out and wear the number 34? Well, Houston short-circuited that by putting out a tweet saying, my motivation with the strong arm emoji. It shows his father, of course, uh, Locke Himuli, wearing the number 35. Well, there you go. That's your answer. Houston Himuli is going to move up one number and wear the number 35 for BYU, emulating his father. I think this is really cool to have the Himuli family legacy carrying on at BYU, albeit for maybe just one year with Houston. I think both of these guys are going to be fantastic pickups for BYU. And one thing I want to note before we move on to other topics is think about this lineup potentially for BYU. As I said, that offensive line, in theory, you have Blake Freeland at left tackle, who is 6'8", 300 pounds. You have Clark Barrington at 6'4", 300 and whatever pounds at left guard. Connor Pay, 6'3", 300 pounds at center. Right guard, Joe Tukuafu possibly there. He weighs about three hundred and ten pounds, going six four. And then at left tack oh, not excuse me, left tackle, right tackle, Kingsley Suamataya, who I am penciling in as the starter for BYU, he's six foot five, three hundred pounds. If it's a guy like Harris Lechance, he's 6'8", 300 pounds. So that's a very big offensive line. Then at tight end, if he comes back fully healthy and is he's expected to be fully healthy, Isaac Rex goes 6'6", 260. Then you got Mason Wake who is all of 6'1 and 250 pounds and an absolute bowling ball. Oh, and then if you want to go just with a traditional I formation, you're going to have a 270-pound fullback, Houston A. Hay-Muley, with a 235-pound hammer and Christopher Brooks behind that. That is some power football, folks. I, for one, cannot wait to see that lined up on the field in a third and short scenario. I'm just saying, it's going to be fun to watch. And by the way, I'm just kind of like Dallin Holker even, who is probably going to bulk up this offseason. And was he weighing in at? 240, 250 by the time this season kicks off? BYU is going to be a strong physical team in 2022. Probably more so than they ever have been throughout the entirety of Kalani Satake's tenure at BYU. And they've been some pretty physical teams during his run at with the Cougars. But That lineup right there, to have a fullback at 270 and a running back who's 230, that's 500 pounds in the backfield that's coming downhill at you. That is a very, very appealing sound to me, and I think both of these guys are going to be welcome additions to the BYU football program. Well, I anticipated also talking about the six mid-year enrollees who are joining these two in enrolling in school this week at BYU, but we are way over time for our first little bit here on the podcast, so you know what? We'll talk a little bit more about the six guys who are mid-year enrollees here momentarily. Today's show, though, is brought to you by our friends over at NetSuite, and folks, this is the scenario. The putt to win the tournament. If you sink it, the championship is yours but on your backswing oh no your hat falls over your eyes this is how you're running your business poor visibility because you're still relying on spreadsheets and outdated financial software to see the full picture you need to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth with visibility and control of your financials inventory HR planning budgeting and more NetSuite is everything you need to know all in one place with NetSuite you can automate your processes and close your books in no time while staying well ahead of your competition 93 percent of survey businesses increased their visibility and control after upgrading to NetSuite over 28,000 28,000 businesses already are using NetSuite, and for the new year, NetSuite has a new financing program for those ready to upgrade at netsuite.com slash locked. Head to netsuite.com slash locked, that's L-O-C-K-E-D, for this special one-of-a-kind financing offer on the number one financial system for growing businesses. That is netsuite.com slash locked.
1: It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles
0: Thank you for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast. Alright, uh, I meant to talk about the other six, year, six mid-year enrollees that joined the BYU football program this week by enrolling in school and I meant to talk about them alongside Christopher Brooks and Houston Hay-Muley but I got rolling and you know what? We will call an audible. We'll get back to more of our traditional we've been doing these position group debriefings on tomorrow's podcast and on into next week but good news is sports are back in a big way and we're going to talk more about the other sports in action tonight here in just a little bit but let's talk about these six players who enrolled with alongside both Christopher Brooks and Houston Hay-Muley first off is Kingsley Suamataya. all of us expected him to be announced a six foot six 330 pound offensive lineman from Orham Utah I actually mentioned that I think six five three three hundred in our previous little bit of this podcast so bigger than I thought six six three thirty a guy that I think can challenge for playing time, if not an outright starting rule right away for the Cougars. He is that good, folks. I watched him at the at the University of Oregon, really struggled to get on the field, but there was a very veteran offensive line up there in Oregon. He was absolutely dominant at the high school level, and he went to my most hated rival for my high school. I went to Mountain View High School in Orem, and our most hated and most vitriolic rival is Orem High School. And I got to say, Kingsley Suamataya is just one of the another one of the great players to come out of the Orem Tigers program. See, I can say nice things about my rival. Hey, look at that. Anyways, I really like what Kingsley Sumataya brings to the table. I think at worst, he challenges for that starting job at right tackle. But I think BYU knowing what Coach Funk is all about, Daryl Funk, the offensive line coach, I think he's looking for the best combination of five guys. Every coach says it, but they are sincere about it. If it works out that he is a better fit, speaking of Kingsley at the left side, who's to say they don't move Blake Freeland to right tackle? I I would guess that Blake probably stays entrenched at the left tackle position because I don't think he's done anything to lose that job. But Kingsley really bolsters an already strong offensive line. I saw Jeff Hansen cite this earlier this week. Over 6,000 snaps played coming back to BYU's offensive line in 2022. That experience cannot be discounted enough and the hope is that that experience translates into absolute dominant offensive line play you know, There's a suspect at times this year due to some injuries for BYU, but the hope is in 2022 they enjoy a healthy season, and Kingsley, Sue, and is part of the conversation there. Now, the other mid-year enrollees are all defensive players, so that's some good news if you're worried about BYU's defense is there is an influx of talent coming to the defensive side of the football. First off is Logan Fano from Timpview High School. I'm a huge fan of Fano. He came home off of a mission a little early, but this is a kid who can absolutely rush the passer with the best of them. A four-star prospect, a guy who committed to BYU as what an eighth grader, backed off that commitment for a long time. It was rumored that he had no interest in the Cougars. He comes all the way back around just before signing day his senior year and picks the Cougars. I think that Logan is going to be a welcome addition to the BYU football program. I think this is a dude that immediately challenges her playing time. Is maybe in that jazz role that Pepe Tonovas has played where it's kind of that hybrid linebacker pass rusher role he'd fit well there if he's big enough and he bulks up enough this offseason there's, no, there's no reason to think that he couldn't play defensive end in a four down alignment opposite of Tyler Batty think about Tyler Batty who's more than capable of getting after the quarterback alongside a guy like Logan Fano at defensive end some intrigue there. Now also we've talked about BYU's defensive tackle issues on our position group debriefings earlier this week. Well there are two bodies coming in as mid-year enrollees who I think are going to be part of the mix right away in Brooks Miley from Pineview High School in St. George, Utah as well as Bruce Mitchell, the pride of Camas and South Summit High School up there Uh, and I have a soft spot for Camus because I'm a grandson of of a woman who's from that area, Marion to be exact. So I I am looking forward to both Brooks Miley and Bruce Mitchell finally hitting the field for BYU. They've been a long time coming. Guys who signed with BYU years ago went on missions for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, returned home, uh, sat out this past season. Both of them, if I recall correctly, uh, while technically, I guess we call it gray shirting or just not enrolling right away. And now they will start as mid-year enrollees. Both of them, very nice size to both of them. Brooks Miley was listed at six four, two 285 pounds from uh, Pineview High high school. He was an all-state second-team selection. I think he holds a lot of intrigue at that defensive tackle position, and I think if he is right, he's got his body in shape, that type of stuff, he could challenge for playing time right away. Bruce Mitchell, I think, is a little more of a project, simply due to the fact that he played at the 2A level in Utah high school football. South Summit is a 2A power. You all know the South Summit Wildcats for years. It was them and the Beaver Beavers going back and forth, winning state titles at the 2A level. Bruce Mitchell was a man amongst boys at that level six foot four listed at 265 in high school i venture to say he actually played a little heavier than that at south summit but i think that with the right coaching the right time in the weight room bruce mitchell can become a contributing member of this team if not a starter for byu It's hard to translate guys from the lower levels of Utah high school football and lower levels of any type of football and say, okay, this is how they're going to look when they get to the high level division one side of things, the power five level, in fact, for BYU. But... I've watched Bruce Mitchell. I've talked to enough folks who have said that he is putting in the time, the effort. He wants to be great. And what I saw from him when he played at South Summit, this is a kid who doesn't slack. He was chasing guys down from behind all over the field. And obviously the 2A level, when you're 6'4", 265, you're going to stand out on the field because you're going to be far and away the largest guy in most games that you're playing in. I watched him play multiple times. And every time I came away thinking, okay, this is a dude who who translates to a higher level higher level of football will that translate right away to the power five division one fbs level i don't know but i believe that bruce mitchell and brooks Miley are both more than capable of being at least rotation defensive tackles for byu if not outright starters at some point during their career now the final two players i want to talk about are isaiah glasker as well as isaiah moa both have uh the same name but spelled very differently let's talk about moa for a minute because he also continues to trend along the the defensive line here. Moa is a th- six foot three, two hundred and forty five pound four star defensive lineman coming to BYU from Weber High School. He is an early enrollee from the high school ranks. He is the only one who has not spent time away from high school. He's coming straight from high school. He graduated in December, and now he's right at BYU getting ready to play. I think he has got great size, great production, great skills. The question, similar to what we already talked about with Logan Fano, is where Moa fits in BYU's defense. Logan Fano six foot four 225 pounds coming out of Timview High School Moa similar size six foot three 245 pounds so he's a little heavier does he translate immediately to a true defensive end role I don't know but both of them have proven an ability to get after the quarterback and make life miserable for opposing quarterbacks at the high school level so at bare minimum they both bring pass rush skills the question mark will be for both of them if they want to get on the field right away is how they hold up against the run game it is my opinion this is just my opinion. I don't, I've not talked to anybody about this. I um, just kind of go off of what I watched and what I have seen. Isaiah Moa, I think, is going to be the better player initially, having come straight from the high school ranks and having played football more recently than Logan Fano. He's been hitting more recently. His body's trained probably a little more readily than Logan Fano's is. He probably steps in and maybe is playing at a little bit higher level than Logan Fano. Both of them four-star prospects. Both of them have the talent to be standout players for the Cougars, and we'll see if they live up to it. Now the final guy is Isaiah Glasker, five, two 205-pound defensive back from South Jordan out of Bingham High School. He signed with BYU last year after a two-way career playing both wide receiver and safety for Bingham. I've talked to Dave Peck about Isaiah Glasker and Dave Peck says nothing but great things about this young man. He sat out this past season. He was, I guess, technically a blue shirt or a gray shirt, however you want to term it, where he did not enroll until mid-year to kind of stall his recruiting, not his recruiting clock, his eligibility clock from starting. But Isaiah Glasker is a rangy athlete. You don't find many guys who are six foot five who have the ability to cover from sideline to sideline as a defensive back like a guy like Isaiah Glasker. I really like what what he can do. He was an all state second team honoree at Bingham High School. I felt like, in some ways, he might have been better served to end up playing offense because of his height and his ability just to go up and get the football. But BYU really likes him as a ball hawk on the back end of their secondary. I'm intrigued to see how he does. He's going to need more coaching because he's going to be specializing finally on one side of the football where he was splitting time in high school. But if he is able to really hone his craft as a defensive back we're talking about a guy who is in the mold of let's say an andrew rich type of player andrew rich probably hit harder than a guy like isaiah glasker did but glasker has got a frame at six foot five and just 205 pounds currently couldn't you imagine putting like another 30 pounds on him and making him into that type of a guy who just is an absolute thumper in the run game but has the ability to cover the back end and stay with anybody out of the backfield that type of stuff I'm intrigued by all of these defensive players for BYU. I think all of them have high-level capability. Some of them are going to need some coaching up and some development. Bruce Mitchell and Isaiah Glasker stand out the most to me because I think the other players are guys that you think okay, they're kind of where they slot in and they're four-star prospects and in the case of Kingsley, Suamataya, a five-star prospect. The good news is There is an influx of talent coming to BYU, so maybe it's not all doom and gloom around BYU's defense. Maybe there is a little rainbow at the end of the doom and gloom out there with some of these guys coming in. We'll see, but... I'm intrigued, and I think you're starting to see this roster really start to compile a lot of the talent that Kalani Satake and his staff have gone about putting together. The thing with BYU and recruiting is you're going to sign a kid, and more often than not, they go on missions. They're going to be gone for the better part of two, maybe three football seasons before you see them suit up in a BYU uniform. And beyond that, they have to get their bodies back in shape after serving for a mission. It's a long play when you coach at BYU. The good news is Kalani Sitake knows it as well as anybody because he lived it. This is a guy who served a mission. He went out, came back, got himself back in shape, enjoyed a a nice career at BYU. He does nothing but make sure that these guys are set up to succeed, and I have hope and faith that all six of these mid-year enrollees, alongside the additions of Houston Haymuley and Christopher Brooks, I think all of them, have the potential to be impact players for BYU in the relatively near future. All right, coming up here in just a minute, we will stop with the BYU football talk for a little bit and catch up on the other news involving BYU athletics. Men's and women's basketball in action tonight. Men's volleyball opening their season. We got a lot still to cover ahead on today's show. First, though, let's talk about our friends over at the Get Upside app. And folks, if you drive a lot like I do, because I commute to work every single day, this uh, GetUpside app is an incredible app where everybody who buys gas needs the. chance. Check out listeners can make up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas. Every time they fill up, you heard that right. Just download the free get upside app in the app store or Google play right now and use the promo code score and get a bonus 25 cents per gallon on your first fill up. Yes, you heard that right. That's up to 50 cents cash back on your first tank. Do not pay full price of the pump anymore. Get cash back by using our friends over at get upside. Just download the app for free and use the promo code score to get up to 50 cents per gallon 50 cents per gallon back on your first tank some people who drive a lot are making as much as two or three hundred dollars a month in cash back and there's no catch the cash gets added right to your account you can cash out anytime to your bank account paypal or an e-gift card for amazon and other great brands just download the free get upside app now and use the promo code score to get up to 50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank that's promo code score with the get upside app Today's show is brought to you in part by our friends over at BetOnline. They would like to wish you a happy new betting year as we continue our march towards the playoffs and beyond. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all of your best sports wagering action for 2022. A new year and a new updated desktop or mobile website awaits you and you can sign up today for free and still receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Just be sure to use the promo code LOCKEDON to get started and take advantage of that 50% welcome bonus. From football, basketball, hockey, boxing, and you UFC right down to your favorite Vegas casino games. Do not wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2022. BetOnline is the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports, my friends. That's BetOnline using the promo code LOCKEDON at BetOnline.ag where the game starts. Sometimes when it rains, it pours, my friends, and what I mean by that is I'm recording this podcast on Wednesday afternoon, and typically I record these podcasts at night, but I figure I had to get a jump on things because of all the news involving the new mid-year enrollees, and as I was literally recording this podcast, I flipped over to my Twitter feed for a moment, and immediately what pops up on my Twitter feed, Gunnar Romney's coming back in 2022, and I'm, I did a double-take, looked at it and say. What are you talking about? And I see a post on Instagram, and I also tweeted it out myself, Gunnar Romney announcing on his own social media feeds that he is going to, quote, run it back in 2022. This is some breaking breaking news literally as I'm recording this podcast. This really happens with this. I don't typically have news break as I'm recording it, but nonetheless I'm preempting what I meant to talk about in this final stanza of the show and we'll talk a little bit about basketball as we round things out, but the good news, like I said, when it rains it pours in a good way for BYU right now. You add a graduate transfer running back. You add a, another transfer in that's a, a family legacy. You have six mid-year enrollees that you expect all six of them are can continue. Tribute, and now you have maybe what will be your number one wide receiver decide, I'm coming back for another season in a BYU uniform. Really, really cool news. Congratulations to Gunnar Romney and welcome back. Uh, that's what I probably what should be said straight up front here. I think that he is going to make for a great one-two combo with uh, Puka Nakua as BYU's leading receivers during the 2022 campaign. Uh, Keanu Hill obviously will be a guy who is going to be in the mix there. Uh, one note, and I probably should have noted this earlier on on today's show, but this is actually a really nice place to insert it. Uh, Chris Jackson, as I reported yesterday on Twitter, has entered his name into the NCAA transfer portal. He announced on Twitter that he did it for personal reasons. I would venture to say playing time a big part of this, a JUCO transfer from Southern California. Any of you who saw his deep blue segment on BYU TV earlier on this past football season know how much playing college football has meant to him. Uh, really, really fantastic story. This is a guy who used to live in a car, has been homeless multiple times in his life. He is fighting for everything he has gotten to this point, and I think he's looking for an opportunity to show his skills. He only had ten receptions for sixty-five yards in his time as a Cougar. Sparse playing time. Due to other wide receivers simply just outplaying him, but... I wish him nothing but the best. But the good news is, BYU gets Gunnar Romney back for 2022, and that's going to make a guy like Jaron Hall just smile all the wider. That is a fantastic, fantastic piece of news to literally have breaking as I record this podcast. And any of you who listen to this, I'm going to post this early. There's just way too much to have this sit until midnight mountain time tonight on a Thursday. I'm going to release this as soon as I humanly possibly can after I'm done recording here. But Gunnar Romney comes back, and I really think this is a fantastic return for BYU. Uh, He did make some comments to Dave McCann. Apparently Dave McCann is now the guy, if you want to break news. Uh, He said this to Dave McCann, telling the Deseret News, quote, I'm coming back to BYU for another year. I felt it was the best decision for me overall. It's not just a football decision. It's a life decision. My dream to play in the NFL will still be there next year, unquote. He had 34 passes caught for 594 yards and three touchdowns during the 10-3 season this past year. Uh, He will be the only senior in the receiving core for BYU. As I mentioned, Pukunakua there, Keanu Hill, Chase Roberts, a guy from American Fork High School, figures to enter the fray here after uh, getting himself healthy and back into shape after a mission this past year. So, I think there are some good things happening for the Cougars. Uh, Romney continues some comments here saying, I love the, quote, dog in that receiving group. I feel like no one here is afraid of the competition. No one is afraid to get their hands dirty. That's something that stuck out from last year. Those guys won't back down from anyone. Romney said that his number one goal is to play a full season healthy. I completely understand that. He said last year I had a couple of unfortunate injuries, Uh, suffered a sprained MCL against uh, Arizona in Las Vegas down there, and then later on in the season, according to Dave McCann He actually had suffered a partially torn MCL when he got run up on again. So two injuries, but he battled through both of them. Had a very, very good season, and he will be full go, apparently, for spring ball. Uh, The other thing, he says, number two goal is to quote get more explosive and making bigger plays with my legs when the ball is in my hands. Yards after catch is my focus in the offseason. I believe those two things can propel me to the next level. He averaged 17.47 yards per reception this past year. Uh, He will be graduating with a degree in economics this coming December before he and his wife Sadie will leave Provo ostensibly to get ready for for his NFL future. The good news is for a guy like Gunner, he's still got age on his side. This is not a guy who's gone on a mission. And the, the clock is ticking. He did not serve a mission for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, unlike his brother Baylor, who did. And Baylor decided he's moving on with life. Uh, he actually was quoted in here talking about Baylor saying, "We, uh, me and Baylor have been talking a lot lately. It was kind of an emotional process, as we reminisced over the past four years. But at the same time, we both had to decide what was best for ourselves. We are brothers and support each other. It was Best for him to move on and play somewhere else or be done with football, and it was best for me to stay. So there you go. That's the news on the Baylor Romney front from his own brother. But Gunnar has still got age on his side. He'll be 22. He's still got a good time to play football beyond this season. He's not going to be 24 25 years old like a Neil Pau he can play another year at BYU hopefully enjoy a fully healthy season like a Dax Milne in 2020 and then right off into the sunset and go out and make his money in the NFL this is fantastic news if you're a BYU football fan. Congratulations to Gunnar Romney and very much looking forward to seeing him back in Cougar Blue for one more season at BYU NYU. all right so there you go a uh, very football heavy and uh news-breaking heavy edition of the Locked On Cougars podcast. Meant to talk about basketball, the men's team is in action tonight as they take on Pacific. The Tigers are 5-9. and nine, Not a great team. BYU should roll in the Marriott Center. That'll be at 7 o'clock on BYU TV. The women's team ranked number 18 in the country. They are on the road tonight at USF. They'll be taking on the Dons. Cougars are 10-1 on the season. Should make it 11-1 tonight as the Dons are just 6-6 six and six and have not played for more than two weeks. BYU has also had a lengthy layoff of their own. And then finally, the men's volleyball program, BYU men's volleyball ranked number six in the preseason poll. They have a top 10 showdown tonight in State College, Pennsylvania. They're taking on Penn State, who is ranked number five in the country in the season opener for both of those teams. That uh, match will be streaming live at five o'clock Mountain Time on Big Ten Plus. If you want to find it, you can go to byucougars.com and get a link there. The women's basketball team will be on the WCC network streaming. So if you want to watch both the men's and women's basketball teams at the same time, you have the capability of doing that just with a streaming device alongside your tv set so there you have it folks a very football heavy edition of locked on cougars not that any of you are probably complaining about that but news literally breaking in the middle of me recording this show crazy crazy stuff but nonetheless very excited to have byu football making all kinds of good news that's that's the positive it's all good news for byu by and large so Really, really cool to see. Uh, Support the other teams in action tonight, men's and women's hoops. We'll recap that on tomorrow's show. We'll also talk about BYU football some more with another position group debriefing, looking back at the 2021 season. I meant to talk about safeties today. Maybe we'll get to that tomorrow, but maybe some other news will break and we'll just, you know, ad libit as we go along in the meantime. But nonetheless, thank you for making us your first listen of the day. Now make your second listen, our friends over at Locked On Bets, which is your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked On Bets is hosted by your boy, with expert analysis and insight from lee sterling it is free and available on all platforms just like this podcast all right that'll do it have a great rest of your day my friends this has been the locked on cougars podcast for january 6th 2022 and we will catch you guys tomorrow